Welcome back to Benedettiville, everybody. So sorry it's been so long since the last podcast, but thank you so much for joining us. Happy holidays. Hope everybody out there is staying very snug and very warm and has plenty of eggnog and apple cider and delicious gingerbread. All right, so I have to be honest. After I said all that stuff about gingerbread and hot cocoa and nog and cider, I got really hungry. So I had to get up and get a snack and I made myself some hot chocolate. And it's really good. We should take a break so that you can all go and get some delicious hot cocoa and then come back and enjoy the rest of the podcast. So uh, on the count of three, pause it, go make your hot cocoa, and then come back. One, two, three, pause. Okay, now you're back. I'm really glad you've got hot chocolate. I would feel pretty bad if I was drinking hot chocolate and nobody else had any. Now that you're ready for a story with your hot chocolate, we can begin. Today's story is inspired by uh, my good friend Nick and his daughter B. Hi Nick, hi B. Hope you like this story. Shall we all pause to take a sip of our hot chocolate? Yes, let's. Once upon a time, there was a girl named Bee. She lived in the hills at the edge of a deep and wonderful forest. The trees grew right up to her back door, and she knew the trees and the forest and the creatures there very well. She lived with her mom and dad and all of the animals on their small farm. They had goats and sheep and pigs and a cow, and mostly, they had chickens. Lots and lots and lots of chickens. Bee liked to explore the forest more than just about anything, and she would spend hours with the animals and the trees and the trails, going all over, learning things, figuring things out, imagining things, playing games, and having a wonderful time. Things were very still and bright and crispy looking in the morning sunshine and frost when she headed out into the forest on one chilly morning. She was blowing steam out of her mouth and watching the clouds of steam billow up into the treetops when she saw something that she had never seen before. There was a strange nest on one of the low branches of a nearby oak tree. She had, of course, seen lots and lots of bird nests on her adventures, but this one was different. It was made out of leaves that she had never seen before. Some purple leaves, some blue, some Red and white striped leaves, some were fuzzy, like stuffed animals. Some had pieces of fabric, there were bits of toys in the nest, all kinds of strange and wonderful things. And in the nest, there was a very cold-looking, shivering, strange bird. It looked mostly like a chicken. It was very chicken-like, except for two things. One thing, it had a horn that grew right out of the middle of its chicken head. Another thing... Instead of a big feathery chicken tail, this bird had a long, scaled lizard tail. The bird creature looked up at her and shivered and made very cold and pitiful squawking sounds at Bee. She crept closer. When she got very close, the bird creature hopped right out of the nest, nuzzled right into the warm folds of her jacket, and started to purr like a kitten as it got very snuggly and warm in Bee's arms. Bee very carefully made her way back home with the little chicken-like thing wrapped up in her warm jacket. 
And when her mom and dad were not looking, she snuck the little bird creature into the chicken coop nearest to the house. She even brought some old blankets and scarves and mittens down to make a nice new warm nest for her new friend. She named it Dragonhead because when no one else was around, it could blow fire right out of its mouth. It turned out that Dragonhead would not eat the chicken food that the other chickens ate, so Bee had to sneak little bits of food from her plate into her pockets and then bring them to Dragonhead. The little chicken creature's favorite was pancakes, and it really loved hot drinks like tea or coffee. Bee's dad was getting very confused in the mornings when half of his coffee seemed to be disappearing out of his cup. Bee's mom and dad did not notice Dragonhead at all. There were so many chickens running around that it was pretty easy to not notice one little chicken that had a lizard tail and a horn coming out of the middle of its forehead. And of course it never blew fire out of its mouth when they were around. They just thought that Bee had made a new chicken friend and they were happy to have the extra help around the chicken coops. One morning, when Bee brought down a breakfast of last night's polenta and some stew and a small sneaky cup of her dad's coffee, Dragonhead was gone. And there, sitting in the nest that Bee had made, sat an egg. It was the same size as a chicken egg, but this egg was glowing. It glowed gold one second, then a bright blue, then silver, then red, all kinds of colors. It made the chicken coop look a little bit like a dance party. Bee was sad that Dragonhead was gone, but she was very excited about the egg. She quickly covered it with one of the blankets, both to keep it warm and to keep the lights from shining everywhere. Bee checked on the egg every day, making sure that it was safe and warm, and after a few days of this, she noticed something very strange. The egg was growing. In fact, it was growing a lot. In fact, at the end of the week, it was so big she couldn't keep it covered with blankets anymore. She needed a new plan. She grabbed her dad's wheelbarrow, and loaded it up with the glowing egg and the blankets and headed off into the forest. She took the egg to the side of the hill to a cave that she knew about. Then she ran back home, went into the garage, and started to gather up every sleeping bag, blanket, pillow, tarp, and anything else soft or warm or blanket-like that she could find. Over the next weeks, the egg grew and grew and grew. Pretty soon, it was as big as a van and the glowing changed. Instead of changing colors, it started to get brighter and brighter. Bee was glad that the egg was deep in the cave because it was so bright now that she had to wear sunglasses just to get close and keep the blankets around it. Early one morning, after Bee had brought down an old scarf that she had found to add to the blanket pile, she heard a sharp, loud crack. She jumped. It was hatching. Whatever the glowing, big as a van, egg thing was, It was hatching this very moment. She watched as cracks lined and covered the glowing, shining surface, and then pieces began to fall to the ground. Out poked a leg, and then another one, and then an arm, and then another one, and a wing, and another wing, and another wing, and another wing, and a tail, and then a head. And there before her, on the floor of the cave, as big as a van, was the most wonderful and bizarre and beautiful thing that Bee had ever seen. It had legs and a body mostly like a horse, if horses had some feathers on them 
and if their back legs were more like chicken legs. Its tail was a long lizardy tail that looked familiar. And the wings that were folded looked like great shimmering dragonfly wings, and its head be looked. And she looked again, and she squinted, and looked again. The big head with the chicken beak and the one horn in the middle of it that she saw swung down on its chicken-like neck to look B right in the eye. And it squawked. It was Dragonhead! B couldn't believe it! But there was no mistaking that squawk, no mistaking those twinkling chicken eyes or that horn. But Dragonhead was huge! And she was a she! And she was all grown up! B wrapped her arms around Dragonhead's neck and squeezed a great big hug. Now, you can only imagine the looks on the faces of B's mom and dad that morning when B brought Dragonhead back to the house. Their jaws dropped. Their eyes goggled. They spluttered and stammered. B explained everything, but her mom and dad were really not sure if this huge creature should stay at their house. And then... Dragonhead used her magical hot coffee breath to make Bee's mom and dad fresh hot cups of coffee. And she plowed a few rows in the garden with her sharp pointed tail. Then she chased the crows and jays away from the fruit trees. And that's when Bee's mom and dad started to smile, looked at each other, and got to work building a giant barn for Dragonhead to stay in. After that, Dragonhead would fly Bee to school in the morning and pick her up in the afternoon. Dragonhead would make coffee for Bee's mom and dad. She would work in the garden. She became a very beloved and wonderful member of the family. And even though the family and Bee's school and their town keep Dragonhead a pretty good secret, if you're driving by their hillside on a clear day and you keep your eyes open, you can sometimes see a shape. Too big to be a hawk, too small to be an airplane, flying around a certain house on the hills waiting for her best friend to finally get out of school and come and play. The End Thanks for listening to our podcast, folks. Thanks to Nick and B for listening. Hope you like your story. If you're listening and you'd like to be in a story, let us know. Mail at Benedettiville.com. We'd love to tell you a story. We have all kinds of things cooking up here in the Benedettiville kitchen. We've got our full-length CD. We're working on our very first picture book. We've got our website. We have a Facebook page. And we have an Instagram account. And we've been posting lots of photos of uh, the pretty amazing adventures that we find ourselves on Just in the day-to-day here in Benedettiville, can't throw a rock without hitting an adventure around here. Take care, everybody, and we'll be back in two weeks with the next story for our next podcast here at Benedettiville. Happy holidays. So long. Happy holidays.